Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Tom Fitzmaurice with the second course of The Food Show, in which we sit down and we talk about what's to eat and what's to drink and what's to smell and what's to buy uh, for your kitchen and all the other things that put together a delicious meal. Or uh, just a delicious taste will uh, work just fine. We do all of that. If there's anything you ever wanted to find out about uh, restaurants, about cooking, about buying groceries. We don't know it. Call us. (laughs) (laughs) Call us and we'll show you all the things that we have no clue as to what it's about. Well, look who's here. We haven't seen you. Well, the last time I saw you was at that party (laughs) uptown. Which was Molly really Kimball just Molly Kimball just walked the human in. dynamo. Um, you know, I, I I probably get in more trouble than I get into not so trouble. Uh, but the lady uh, who runs Enpass, which is the North Shore, Alyssa Alyssa is her name. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is the. We're talking about singing at the, this level. I mean, she's just incredible, and the way she. She puts this on. She's bouncing off the wall. I mean, she's, she's just effusive. A, she's effusive. That's a she good. Is. Anyway, just something about her reminded me of you or her. And uh, but uh, anyway, uh, two beautiful blondes. A lot of electricity and a lot of uh, smiles and and. Yes. Well, this uh, all sounds well, oh, really all, nice to walk into. Well, Thank you. Yeah, you'd love her. I mean, really, she's she's terrific. <laughs> all right. Now. Now. <laughs> Let's let her talk. What for? <laughs> Can you, are you okay? You, you, I'm good. Yeah, yeah okay. she's seen it before. We've All been right. here for a Molly while. Molly Kimball, for those of you who don't know, and I can't imagine that that is too many people, um, has kind of changed the way we're eating in town, huh? At least changing the options of what we have to eat. Yes, yeah, but we're not taking anything away, so we don't want people to think, you know, guarding their their favorites. <laughs> I want my jambalaya. Right, that that stuff is still there, but at least giving the other options when we want to make that healthy choice. Yeah, and and a lot of people are doing that now. Yeah, so we have we've started with restaurants here in New Orleans um, about six years ago, working with our local restaurants to incorporate nutritious items onto the menu with the Eat Fit Seal. And what's cool is that has expanded. We've expanded beyond New Orleans to Baton Rouge, North Shore, Lafayette, Shreveport, and we have Eat Fit in all these regions, and the restaurants are embracing it. So it's really cool. And we've expanded to festivals, markets, grocery stores. And now we have a cookbook. Yeah, it's terrific. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, well, as long as we've brought it up, what's the name of it? So the name is the Eat Fit Cookbook. Yes. (laughs) Um, Did you start this six years ago? Like six years ago was the first time you talked to anyone or the first time Mm -hmm. someone said, I'm putting this on my menu? The first time that I talked to anybody was actually 2012. Um, so seven years ago, okay. and we we started kind of having, I guess, a, a bit of a pilot and seeing what does this even look like and what's our process look like. And 
So on the back end of it is we have a recipe analysis software and we get the recipes from the chefs and, and that part's not the exciting part. It's not the exciting part for people to hear about when we talk about food, but it is kind of how we figure out what fits eat fit. Well, back when we very first started, we didn't even have the budget for the recipe analysis software, and we did the first few restaurants all on Excel spreadsheets. It was mm. antiquated. Huh. We're just figuring out what does this look like, what's our parameters look like, how do we communicate with the restaurants, how do we, what are we even going to call this? And so that was kind of 2012 was when those conversations started, and then spring of 2013 was when we really pressed go. Okay, and well, who did you press go with? Who was the first restaurant that said, okay, we're going to do this? So Commander's Palace. Oh, it was? That figures. Yeah, so Commander's Palace. They're always Palace, in the middle of everything. They had had a relationship with our cardiology department at Oshner for years with a program called Good and Hardy that was a lot looser than Eat Fit is. And so it was lower sodium, lower um, animal fats, lower saturated fats, but it could still be things like white crust pizza, just lower sodium version of that. The sugars weren't so low. So as I went to T. Martin of Commander's Palace and said, hey, we'd love to kind of transition into something that's a little bit more stringent, a little tighter. And she was all over it. And she said, absolutely. And then went to um, the, the next real restaurant uh, that kind of embraced it was Vega Tapas Cafe mm -hmm. on Metairie Road. And so Glenn Hogue is a friend of ours and we said, hey, Glenn, I think you like me and trust me. Do you want to do this? And he said, absolutely. Um, and then we had just, a f you know, friends who knew and said, I'll, I'll jump into this and see how it goes. And so we kind of just really started small with the one, then two, then six. I remember when we got to 25 restaurants, I was hmm. ecstatic. You know, it was like, we made it. How <laughs> long did it take you to, to get to 25 restaurants? You know, I don't, I would have to even just go back in my notes and see, because at the time I also was operating with just me and intern help, but also still seeing clients full time, still doing that role full time. And then kind of this was picking up and really gaining steam. Um, we now have two dietitians at our fitness center who see clients full time. I'll still see some of my existing clients, but Eat Fit has really grown to a point where it's not fair to see, it's not fair to the client when I'm also right, pulled in sure. these different directions. So I really was kind of just keeping up, and I, you know, I don't know. I would say that probably 25 restaurants might have been after about two years, hmm. and so then in 2016, about three years into it, we got to about 65 restaurants pretty quickly, and then Oshner said, "Hey, let's let's give a little bit more support to this," and so we were able to hire a full-time position to help do the NOLA part of Eat Fit NOLA, which has been great. I just uh, have been going through this your book here, and. It's a, a kind of a restaurant guide almost. I mean, just she's got three hundred fifty now, right? Some of them are are, are even obscure. Like I just at random, I picked through one of them, the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Well, that's over on Metairie Road. They were Road. at the party. They were at the party. Yeah, okay. they actually they provided something I, for the I, party. I flipped a few uh, more sheets of paper. Ye old College Inn, yeah. Superior Grill. Now, you wouldn't expect a place like oh. Ye old College Inn yes. to embrace it. I mean, exactly. this is a place where you're going to have the hamburger <clears throat> steak and... It, it's not where people think that they're going to eat fit, that's for sure. Exactly. And, and Chef Baker from Yule College Inn, is, he's so creative with us. He works with us well. He has, they have the garden over there, which is cool. Brad McGee of Blue Line Sandwich Company, you know, he makes so much of his ingredients from scratch. He has a lot of control over what's in there. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. So we have um, now over 300 restaurants that have wow. eaten on the menu across the state. That's fantastic. It's I wouldn't have thought that, you know, and I actually had to do the count. I think you asked a little bit ago how long did it take to get to 25. 
I sort of just keep looking forward and kind of head down focus and let's let's look at what's our next step and don't always do a good job of saying look at what we've done. Oh yeah. So I'm not always doing But it's that. astonishing when you do sit back and think about that. What you've done in 5 years is kind of mind-blowing. Really. A friend of mine came in for the cookbook launch party and she's one of my closest friends and she said so essentially the same it's, and she's like wow. I, I hear you talking about it along the way but to kind of see it all summed up so I think when you're in it and, and all the right, things that yeah, we have sure. that we're still looking forward and we see all these other things that we want to accomplish it's hard to sometimes yeah it still is I, th I think that there's so much more that we think there's all this other stuff to tackle you know well what what's on that list of things to tackle I mean obviously to spread it further and further but like what's your what's your fantasy you know I don't have a plan of where we want to be in three years or five years because I I didn't think that we would be doing what we're doing now and so I think um, it's grown very organically and I've allowed it to just when opportunities come up that seem like man this is really cool we need to to jump on this or we need to follow through with this that hasn't been something that's always been planned and it, it sometimes drives maybe our leadership <laughs> crazy <laughs> because it's it's really just more organic so I don't know what's on the horizon, but I do know that as we've expanded into each region, we have to figure out the food culture of that region. It's no secret that Shreveport and Monroe are vastly different than New Orleans and Lafayette. The New Orleans and Lafayette food cultures are more similar to each other, you know, um, than what we look at as Shreveport. So we're having to kind of figure out what that looks like and how do we communicate with those restaurants and with the community because it is different in each. So that's probably our challenge now. Yeah. Hmm. When I say, though, what is your fantasy? What is your fantasy? What did you, you know, eat fit world? I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm just assuming yes. Mm -hmm. I, th I think that would be cool. Yes, I think that would be cool. Um, I think to where it becomes part of the culture and things are, you know, it's just used as kind of a, an adjective. Hey, is that eat fit? You know, mm -hmm. and people get excited about it. There's it, no doubt about that. I'm sure you've seen that. We do, and it, especially at places they don't expect it, like the Superdome yeah. and festivals, you know, where they think, yeah. oh, there's not well, going to be anything here. The yeah. one that got me was the number of people I went to high school with and uh, other people I work with, and, and then they're telling me, what's the deal on uh, all this weight loss, and you, you look like you've lost 80 pounds. What, it, stop it. Stop it. You're bothering us. But you're not bothering them, huh? You look fantastic. Uh, sure I am. Every every chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> you know, somebody called a couple of days ago or last week whose girlfriend lives in Minnesota. And he was looking for a diner culture. You know, I want, I want my girlfriend needs some chicken noodle soup kind of thing. And so I went onto my soapbox about food cultures and things like that. But Doug started looking up things in Minnesota and they were talking, he was talking about um, fried butter. So I'm not going to declare you a superstar until you can do fried <laughs> butter, eat fit, eat fit, fried butter. There you go. I have a hard time even visualizing what fried <laughs> Me butter <too>. is. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to even think about yeah. it. So you might want to skip that one. Anyway, we're talking to Molly Kimball, who is the Eat Fit NOLA girl, who has really kind of, I, I said single-handedly, but you can't do it single-handedly, but you started it. It's your vision. It, it's my vision, yes, and um, absolutely not single-handedly. That's the coolest thing. So 
When we started, you know, I mentioned back in 2013 was our start. Our leadership at Oshner said, our, our then CEO, Pat Quinlan, was like, what can we do to have a bigger impact on the community and wellness? And besides you meeting with clients in this one-on-one -on -one fashion, I said, what if we worked with restaurants to, to do this? And so I've had the support from our leadership, which is cool, because they basically allowed me to use the time and my resources to do it. But now as you've expanded, and we have a dietitian in each of these regions who embraces North Shore, who embraces Baton Rouge, Lafayette, and Shreveport as if it's their, their these are their own, you mm -hmm. know? And I don't step in and I don't say what to do, I, you know, because they, they figure out that culture and they connect with the people in those. And so to have something that started as, um, as, a, as in my idea here in New Orleans and then to see other people just take it and run with it in their spaces is just really neat. I'm sure. You know, I'm all sure. the pieces have come together. There is one, uh, my mother, who worked at Oxner for uh, about 16, well, not a, to be exactly 16 years, and uh, she would get worked up if somebody uh, at the hospital would uh, pronounce it Oshner. And she would say, it's Oxner. I know him personally. Yeah, it is Oxner. <laughs> I remember I had him on the show once many, many years ago, and, and I, I used to say Oshner, too. And then he said, no, it's Oxner. So it sounds weird to say, but anyway. All right, 260 if you would like to talk to Molly. She is the Eat Fit NOLA girl, and uh, you've seen it on all the menus around town. Uh, dishes that are eat fit. And we're going to talk specifically about what that means when we come back. Okay? WWL mm. 105.3 FM HD2. Oh, yeah, it's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's nice to be here with you talking about food and restaurants and everything. Marianne is here, but Hi. wouldn't be a good uh, show without her. And uh, Molly Kendall is here. And she is, uh, 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 how the do we? The Eat Fit NOLA girl. The Eat Fit NOLA girl. That's what I call her. I don't know. <laughs> the Eat Fit Nola girl. Okay, so so tell us what is Eat Fit Nola? What does that mean yes, so when you see it on a menu? So eat you, fit. You, she's not going through that. Uh, she switched down. on us, Doug. We'll, we'll get that worked out okay, in a second. Maybe we, we're getting you now. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Good? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So um, Eat Fit is something that. Um, we or I created as we we're saying back in 2013 as a way to make it easy for people when they're dining out so for I've been a dietitian now for 20 years um, at Ashner Fitness Center working with clients one-on-one -on -one. and one of the things that I saw that was a barrier is when someone's trying to improve their wellness if they're going to the grocery store they're doing their meal prep they're planning ahead they're good they're solid but when they start living their life and go into their restaurants their festivals out doing the things in the spaces that they want to do with their friends family all bets are off because there's no way that they would know what's in it. So the idea is let's create nutritional parameters for Eat Fit that are essentially what we want our clients to eat when they're dining out. So Eat Fit means that it is no white carbs at all, so no white rice, pastas, flours, etc. Lower sodium, but not no sodium. And we actually use the American Heart Association's upper limits for sodium to kind of use that criteria. And it's basically, um, it's still manageable for restaurants. It definitely, there's enough to get flavor in there. And sometimes they'll go too extreme with no salt added. We don't really need that, you know, and mm. there's kind of that happy medium. Um, no added sugar in most cases. Um, and then a heavier emphasis on plant-based fats, more than animal saturated fats, and then fruits, vegetables. So it's really what we would call clean eating for people who want to feel better. Mary Ann doesn't like fruit. 
Uh, Mary Ann doesn't like margarine. <laughs> Mary Ann does not like margarine at all. And I am astonished at how much margarine is still being used out there. Yes. At least a lot of the margarines now or kind of like non-butter alternatives are at least not the trans products they were. Ugh. Because those didn't even melt. I did an experiment one time. Um, I had butter. And then I had some of the plant-based butter alternatives like Earth Balance and stuff like that. And then I had the stick margarine, the parquet. It was June. And I put a little square of each of them on a plate and put it outside. Of course, all of them melted immediately because it's June here in New Orleans. That stick margarine square stayed a square. (laughs) In the heat of New Orleans, out in the sun, Mm. in the summertime, I thought this is something that's not right here. But um, so we'll use, um, when we do use oils, it's usually plant-based oils. Um, Usually the restaurants will use olive oil, but in baking they may use coconut oil. Um, So just the criteria that if someone wants to eat clean, look better, feel better, we've got you covered. And then if someone has issues with inflammatory issues, this is a natural anti-inflammatory plan. Um, If someone has blood sugar, blood pressure, cholesterol issues, all of those things are kind of fit and met with the nutritional criteria. So we started that, worked with the restaurants, created these dishes, and now we have so many really cool recipes. We said, let's compile them all into this cookbook. So the restaurants, of course, had to scale them for the home chef um, because they're for restaurant quantities. And so that was a challenge. You know, you talk with a chef about how to scale it down to serve four to eight, and we had them all home tested by regular people in their kitchens, every single recipe, because there were things that a chef may make an assumption that we know what something is and we have no idea what that is, you know, or where to find something or and also the measurements. So we did have to work back and forth and make sure that it was all could be replicated in the home. And that's been really neat to see people's photos that they're sending or posting on social when they're making things from this and they'll kind of a lot of times what they're doing is making it from the cookbook and holding up their version in front of the photo of the dish from the restaurant Mm -hmm. which is cool to see it coming to life yeah were there i'm sure there are stories that you've told that you probably wouldn't even want to tell on the air but some really funny stories about people that you approached in new orleans who have been well entrenched in new orleans cuisine for a long time when you first brought this idea to them, they went, huh? We still have that. (laughs) We do. (laughs) You do. So I guess earlier when you said, what's my wish? What would I love? I would love for those doubters to say, all right, this is maybe, you know, and and that is happening that some who three years ago said no Mm -hmm. are now saying, hey, yeah, we are getting more requests for this, and I do think it's a fit. And currently right now, actually, we're working with, probably half a dozen of those who have now said yes this is a fit so we're adding those in as as we speak so it is something that whenever i get a no i'll add in my own head Check not now right right, right right yeah so yeah. we still do get some of that and a little bit of are you crazy um i saw someone who had posted about the cookbook on her her facebook page i believe it's just like yesterday and someone from out of town said people in new orleans don't eat healthy this is basically saying this is insanity. What is this cookbook even trying to do? Mm-hmm. And and the person who posted it was really great about saying, right, and we do indulge in all those things, but these are great to try for the home. So there's a there's still that giant stereotype. Well, it's not a stereotype. I and mean, the thing I say about stereotypes is that they're true. <laughs> so, I mean, we do eat really heavy things, a lot of fried everything, and a lot of salty. I mean, this is the good stuff. This is why you mm-hmm. come to New Orleans and gain 20 pounds. You know, I mean, it is. It's it's delicious, but it's 
you know. You know, one of the restaurants I mentioned had had been a no a couple of years ago and is coming back. It's a seafood restaurant. Mm -hmm. And um, the owners said, we have to do this. And we're pushing through it. And this was a conversation just a couple of weeks ago. And the chef said to the owners, do I need to remind you that we are a fried seafood restaurant? And the owner said, no, we're a seafood restaurant. Mm -hmm. And we have actually a lot of grilled dishes, you know. Mm -hmm. And But the chef had to go, oh, yeah, you're right. And then now that chef is enthusiastic about it but yeah. at first was like this can't work you know and so explaining too that it doesn't mean dry it doesn't right. mean no oils it right. doesn't mean you know so it's we can still have flavor we can still have fun with it um if i get a lackluster recipe for just dry chicken over lettuce that's we don't want that that's not eat fit you know we technically it is but that's not what we want on menus we want to have fun with it the cookbook is, and I don't, I haven't seen the cookbook yet, but the cookbook is, uh, I assume, based on what I've just heard you say. Look at it. That it is, <laughs> it is uh, recipes from restaurants that have been modified for Eat Fit. Exactly. Is that right? So well, that these... if a person wants to look for their favorite recipe somewhere they can look it up in here and if it's in here they'll have a better version of it right so these are um these are recipes from restaurants that are already eat fit in the restaurant so I see. Okay. yeah uh -huh. so the restaurant has served these dishes over the years as eat fit items and then what we had to adapt was scaling it down to make it for the home cook I see. you know because okay. things are just batched so big but as we as we'd worked with these restaurants we we're like man these are like dishes that we can't stop thinking of they're so delicious they're so beautiful and then let's compile these into a cookbook so yeah these have all been um on the menu of re restaurants the dessert chapter is a little bit different. We call it, so you're flipping right now, I believe this is Tommy's Cuisine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this, if you went to Tommy's right now, you would see that Chapino, Chapino? Chapino. Chapino um, on the menu. And so that, um, the Indulge chapter, which is our, our sweets, that's the biggest challenge for restaurants because the restaurants aren't familiar with almond flour, coconut flour, you know, some of these natural plant-based sweeteners are just, that's a hard thing for them sometimes if they don't have a pastry chef. So we turn to Swerve that's owned here locally and ask for their help in the, the Indulge chapter. So the Indulge chapter of our desserts has not all been on restaurant menus, but the other dishes have. Where's the rosemary garlic biscuits from? So that was, the, <laughs> these are all in our indulge chapter that's oh, okay. from Swerve. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So I see. Okay. But all of our non-dessert recipes have been featured in restaurants. Okay, so what is the one dish, I'm going to use a little crude terminology here. Um, what is the one dish that when you got it to go eat fit, you went, oh, man, I bagged that one. Hmm. Gosh, there's a there's a lot that we have like a lot of enthusiasm about. Um, that it's a surprise for us. Yeah, let's yeah. say a surprise. Well, one that you really wanted and you thought, oh, they're never gonna go for that. Well, you know what place I can say because yeah. I, I think it's the most recent that's in my head. That dog. <laughs> really, I thought, uh -huh. yeah, we can try it, but uh -huh. and Dat Dog is one who several years ago I remember I saw someone from Dat Dog walked past our booth at the Louisiana Restaurant Association Expo, and I was speaking and said, you know, words were coming out of my mouth and said, hey, you know, have you heard about Eat Fit? This might be a fit, and he just kept walking as if nothing was happening. I thought, 
All right. <laughs> and then now we have Eat Fit on the menu at Dat Dog. So those are types of places. And they have um, vegetarian and vegan and then just also some that are because they do hand make a lot of those. And then what the sausages, because mm-hmm. I can't imagine that you could ever make processed meats like sausages, mm-hmm. which I'm all about. OK. Um, eat fit. I mean, how do you do that? Yeah, so there's four, and, really? and several of them are vegan, some are vegetarian, but the bread is the problem also. Mm. So yeah. they call them greeny weenies. <laughs> they're wrapped in like a lettuce thing instead of on the bun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how I usually do tacos. You exactly. Know, I do that and and it's, it's great. It's like a grilled meat and a salad. I right. Mean, it's, you don't really, I don't know, It's it, after you stop eating bread, we were talking about bread a minute ago, because I just quit eating it totally, except there's a few. There's a few that clear that bar. And I went to Koshan today, and they have you ever had their rolls? Yes, they are <gasps> delicious. They yes. Are really good. Bread is my favorite of all. I mean, there's, there's, I don't know that I've had a bread that I don't like. Oh, know? really? Yeah, it's my favorite. I've had a lot of breads that I don't like, and I used to eat them indiscriminately just because they were put in front of me. And then I read a book about flushing, you know, the fat flush book, and it's kind of that anti inflammatory flush the body of all toxins thing. And I, and I was terrified of bread for years, years. And, yeah. Yeah, it's by, by no means is it eat fit. Um, I just do love it, though. And yeah. it's one of those things I think a lot of people kind of have their weakness. A lot of people, it might right. be sweets. For yeah. me, it's good bread with some olive oil, and I'm happy. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Belgarde. Belgarde is fantastic. In fact, I think I just messaged them as I was on my way here and, and at a light. We're going over there to their new facility in two weeks. They have two varieties of their breads that actually fit the eat fit criteria Mm -hmm. and we love that you Mm -hmm. know they're just they're a delicious and wonderful company well that's about as close as you can get to really natural you know what i mean yes he is seriously natural agreed all right, 260-6368 is the number. We are talking to Molly Kimball, who has a new book out called The Eat Fit Book, and you've probably seen those little symbols on menus all around town, specifically over 300 restaurants, um, which is just an amazing accomplishment. Anyway, if you have any questions for her, 260-6368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you, as well as uh, uh, Molly Kindle, who is, uh, Kimble. huh? Kimble. Did, did I get it wrong? Kimball. Kimball? But I saw on your notes you have it with a D. So With a D. Okay, well. <laughs> but it's Kimball, yes. <laughs> somebody get me a, an alligator here. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, great to have you on the show, because you've been on, you know, like uh, 10, 15 times over the years. I don't even know how that's possible that a nutritionist has been on your show that many times. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, there's, um, there's one uh, thing when I feel like uh, whether I know anything about this or not, which I really don't. She's the one in the family who really does. But um, uh, what I kept coming back to was something that I still would tell anybody who's trying to lose weight because I really have lost a lot of weight. And people uh, I know are walking up to me and a- asking me, what, what's, what's the deal? Are you diseased? Do you have some problem? And uh, I, we scoat that off uh, as fast as we can. But um, what I always tell them is that really uh, all of the, a lot of these things can, uh, are not particularly good for you to eat. But I always just viewed it as something you can accomplish by not by not eating anything but by eating, uh, you know, small amounts of everything. You really, if uh, just, 
uh, you don't have to completely, unless it's, you know, something terribly poisonous, but... Uh, there's a lot of poisonous stuff out there. Well, yeah, there but... You, you, but you, I, I agree completely with what you're saying, Tom. And I personally, you know, when we go out to dinner with friends, you know, sometimes people are like... Uh, Oh, like they're hesitant to reach for the bread basket, you know, or whatever. And I'm, I'm always the first to say there's no judgment. You know, like if you want the fried <laughs> soft shell po' boy, get the, you know, I don't judge. And I also don't – on the flip side, though, I think sometimes people may judge because I will be at a restaurant and I'll sometimes be the first to reach for that bread, not only because I love it, as we said mm-hmm. earlier, but also because I don't want people to think that I'm giving that judgy eye. So I'm going to reach and have some and all that. Mm-hmm. But if there's there's not really anything that I would say I truly love the way it, it tastes and I enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I don't allow myself to have it, I don't believe in that. you know. And But I do know that the things that I tend to reach for on a regular basis are what leave me feeling the best and optimal, which mm-hmm. is like our eat fit criteria. But I'm going to have other things all the time, but small bits of them if I really enjoy them. Yeah, that, that, that's it. It's, uh, you, you still get the pleasure from yeah. it. And then realizing, though, I think, you know, a lot of times if someone is simply using something like weight as the motivator, it's really hard to stay on track. Mm-hmm. Because you, especially if someone has a lot of a long way to go, it can be really discouraging. But I, I ask people to instead use as the motivator, how are you feeling right now? Because if at 10 a.m. you eat the donuts or the king cake or the birthday cake that's in your office kitchen and you haven't even had lunch now, yet, you better be not eat all of those things you just named. But that's what I'm saying. If you, yeah. if you eat that at 10 a.m., all mm-hmm. that sugar, you're going to want to put your head down and curl under your desk at 3 o'clock for a nap. So I don't look at something like a donut in the office kitchen at 10 a.m. as what's in that donut. It's this many calories. Is this, this much sugar. I look at it as... How's it going to leave me feeling? And so I'll kind of look at food like that. And I think if we look at it as what's it doing to me right now, it's a lot easier for us to decide the better things to fuel our bodies with. If we think if I eat that, I could develop diabetes in 20 years, that's hard to motivate us right now. You know? mm-hmm. Don't you think that there are people who have just eaten that way for so long that they don't even know that there's another way to feel. I absolutely do. And we have, I have a lot of clients who will make a lot of changes nutritionally, but it's incrementally. And they maybe didn't realize just how much better they were feeling. And then they go on vacation and they go back into those old habits and they were hit by a truck. Oh. And they'll say, wow, I must have always felt this rotten. Right. I just didn't realize I felt That's that right, rotten. Yeah. And then, you know, and it's motivation to, to get back to how you're doing because you just, of how you feel. So I think using the scale can be, you know, yes, that might be a long-term goal, but using these other things that help kind of keep us motivated on the minute-to-minute basis than these long-term weight goals. Carb hangover, that's what I've been saying, is an absolute thing. Yeah. It really is. I mean, if I eat a lot of, like if I eat a big thing of pasta, I really feel it. Right. And, and you'll feel it the next day. You feel it that night. You don't have the energy. And one of the things that's really neat about Eat Fit that was like a side benefit that I didn't even really expect it going in was the impact that we would have with the restaurant staff that we worked with. Because we started like Eat Fit was let's help the community. When the community's dining out, let's make it easy to make that healthy choice. But it also affects the restaurants because it's the chefs, it's the sous chefs, it's the front of the house, back of the house. They start to know and learn, and then it trickles to their friends, their family. When they have health issues, they know they can come to us, you know. And so there's just so much that it's this um, kind of this gradual, like, shift in 
even just not only mindset, but also just our own knowledge about things, which has been really oh, rewarding. Definitely. It makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up mm. thinking this or did you have some epiphany? That's a, I, I don't get, get asked that? that a lot, but I think it's, um, I did grow up like, like this. <laughs> okay. um, my dad has always been very nutrition and wellness minded. And back in the seventies, you know, he, he ate grape nuts and did all the things, you know, had his granola, but he also jogged when no one was jogging before they really had jogging shoes. And people were like, what is he doing running down the street? You know? Um, so he's Watch always, for that one. yeah, he's always uh. been very wellness minded. And so I always kind of had an interest in it. And really when I was in high school, I didn't even know that, you know, a, being a dietitian, a registered dietitian or nutritionist, I didn't even know that was a career. And it wasn't until I was in my freshman year of college that I learned that this was something you could do for a living. I'm like, well, this is perfect, you know? So, um, yes, it's something I've always had an interest in. And my, my dad was really nutrition-minded. My parents split when I was three. My, dad's, uh, my dad was a primary parent. My mom, when I would go to her house every dinner, was a chicken pot pie and a glass of milk every dinner frozen <laughs> chicken pot pie so she could not have been less and at the time she smoked a lot she drank coffee all day i mean everything she couldn't have been less health-minded um but you know i had that um that influence by my dad which kind of took over yeah. are either or both of them still around my mom passed away a few years ago she did not drink the caffeine and smoke or she did not like she did and she had stopped smoking um but she still would have she loved did. a good chicken pot pie. Is that yeah. right? I was wondering if yeah. you had managed to change her habits at all. Oh gosh, did I try? And then, but my <laughs> dad is, yeah, my dad is is still here. I talk with him all the time. He proudly sports his Eat Fit BR shirt in Baton Rouge all the time, and he's he's an unofficial ambassador for us there. So yeah, he's he's really excited with where it's gone. Do you have siblings? I do through. Um, our family tree is very, very crooked and has lots of branches. But from my dad's first marriage, I have a half-brother and half-sister. And from his marriage to my stepmom, who's been married to now for like 30 years, I have two stepbrothers. And, and where do they fall on the nutrition spectrum? You know, my two stepbrothers are just, they're pretty solid. It's pretty just easy for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one of them runs a lot, marathon runner and stuff like that. Um, my half-brother, Kenny, he's struggling. I think he, he, he's on something or he's off. He's a, he's a very extreme person, uh -huh. <laughs> um, way more than even I am. And so uh -huh. he's extreme on or off. And then my sister just kind of just rolls with it and rolls her eyes at all of us uh -huh. a little bit. But she's she cooks a lot. She actually was one of our recipe testers for the oh, cookbook. Right? Uh -huh. Yeah, so she's she's super talented in the kitchen, which is good for all of us. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the chimes, which is something Tom has made fun of <laughs> relentlessly for the last, well, since they've been in the neighborhood, not really in the neighborhood, but close enough on the North Shore. And um, <clears throat> the Vic Garretts, I don't know if you know him, but he has a new restaurant called LJ's, and he was at the Chimes for a long time. And I'll never forget when he first came in here to talk about the Chimes because they started in Baton Rouge. And he said, <laughs> he said, you know, when we came over here, we, we were doing things the way we did in Baton Rouge. And I realized pretty quickly that the North Shore is a much more sophisticated palette. And I almost fell out of my chair because the North Shore is not as sophisticated anything. And I, I just find it so interesting that within a fairly close, you know, geographical area, you can have 
sophistication levels, culinarily speaking, that are so varied, like Shreveport, you know, you're going to have to go in and, and, and gut it. You know what I mean? It is very different. Tom, what was, do you disagree with that or did you, you said, you said he was going to roll his eyes about the chimes. Oh, no, no, no. He's, uh, no, he did roll his eyes about the chimes uh, for many, many years. Um, and, you know, Tom and the chimes is a whole other show. Do you, do you like um, it? Do you not love it? Uh, it's better than it used to be. Uh, but I don't think that's uh, it. I think Tom's just worn down. <laughs> You know, I you worked like there in college at the one in Baton yeah. Rouge oh, on really? LSU campus. It's actually where I met my husband. I wasn't working oh. the night we met, but I met him there. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I have a painting. There's a local artist here named Adam Hall, and he painted the chimes for us. It's on our um, fireplace mantle at home uh-huh. oh, because okay. that's where we met. Oh, well, that's <laughs> you perfect. Have a sweet spot in your heart. Yes. Don't you even to try to do no eat fit there. We have tried. <laughs> mm. They have not adopted it yet. They're one of the no's, and I add in the not yet in my head. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Are they... I don't. I don't think you're going to get them. There are things there for sure that could fit. I think they think it's good. It's harder than what it would be. Um, you know, just taking the time that first go round. There's just a, there's some learning, and then once they get eat fit on the menu, it's pretty easy for them to roll after that. But it's that first step we need to take with them. So I'm I'm hearing the not yet after I heard the no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody that you that you've heard the no and you know it's a no? Well, you don't have to say who it is, but. Um, there, there's a couple for different reasons that aren't even, you know, related to the menu or nutrition or anything like that. They have other reasons or, or other ties or allegiances. And so you go, okay, I have to just let, let that go for now. Go. Exactly. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when people, when you started getting this rolling in it, I would imagine there it reached a point where it was sort of critical mass and there was no turning back and this steamroller was just going all over town and people were signing on. Uh, were people starting to come to you? Did restaurants start coming to you at some point? I would imagine. Yeah, they have. Um, and it, it still goes both ways. There's some that we do a specific outreach to, and then some they come to us. And then what's also really neat is um, vendors and distributors like New Orleans Fish House. They're big advocates of Eat Fit. Um, different local. How, how would they be? Um, well, interestingly. Like, how does that work? Well, they, they are salespeople calling the restaurants. And so when the restaurant oh, I says, I want to do a I healthy see. dish, okay. they say, why don't you talk to Eat Fit? Yeah. You know? okay. um, even the little silent ambassadors. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so even, um, even different liquor companies, you know, when they say they want to do a lower sugar cocktail, well, why don't you bring in Eat Fit and do a cocktail? Some mm-hmm. of our local bakeries who provide different breads and bakery items, you know, same thing there. And so it's been neat because there's other ways that restaurants are sometimes hearing about it from the people that they're sourcing their ingredients from. A silent army out there. <laughs> it's cool. And especially when there's been one project that maybe we worked on with them and then they realize, wow, okay, this is pretty cool. And they see how it could be. And then they're kind of, they help to become our advocate mm. unofficially. Yeah. Well, this is... Um Surely, uh, not, I'm not surprised that it's interesting because you've been here so many times and it's it's fun. But you didn't have the, have this one. Well, uh, that's why yeah. I have most of the questions because mm-hmm. yes. you know Tom's not you know smart. <laughs> no, uh-huh. no, but I mean it's like the diet thing is just not something you're really <laughs> into. Me? You well, know, and I feel like she's probably she, heard our conversations a lot to, and has her own questions. She has to beg me to eat in the morning. 
She yeah. did today. Yeah. In fact. Yeah. Thomas, yeah, he's just, what can I say? He doesn't even I'm in, to eat, I'm generally in, speaking. I'm in great but shape Thomas for a, a, lot of a guy like me. You're, 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 my dad used to always say, I'm in great shape for the shape I'm in. <laughs> I think it's time for you to adopt that one, Tom. Yeah. Um, no, Tom, you know, there's, a, there's one of the guest uh, hosts on Friday um, is a real... Uh, She's also a dynamo, and she's into vegan and stuff like that. So I said, look, load all this up on a day that you are the guest host. And I'm just throwing all of these things to you because, you know, it's, it's a vegan woman in, in Britain. It's this anti-inflammatory woman that she was interested in that we already did an interview. But, you know, pretty much Tom was like... <laughs> you know, through all of it. So I'm, I, I'm, I must say, Molly, it's, it's a testament to your personality and charm that Tom has allowed you to sit in this chair for well, as many times pain. as he has. I just want to let you know that because this ate his thing. Okay? Uh, well, Tom, it's always been pleasant. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, it's yes. my pleasure, and thank you for coming uh, whenever you do. She's not leaving yet. I'm oh, she. Well, I let let me ask this important this, question: Is our friend Chef Andrea coming? He's oh, not. Okay, so him. we're okay. we're done with him for the day. Yeah. So we're okay. we can finish talking. So okay. we can do the rest now, of the show without having to okay, now, worry about that. I I'm going to say something that is a little bit controversial. You? Because I really do. I don't look like I know a lot about this stuff, but I do. Okay. And as I'm eating the excessive amount of chocolate. But it's it's really high, dark chocolate content. Um, I, uh, I I know that you know. I, I know I do know a lot about this stuff from the things that I loved those. But I have to say this: I, I'm going to just be honest with you, okay? I don't believe that you can do fake sugar. Fake sugar has to be something, okay? And that doesn't seem like it translates into something good. So well, tell, tell me, me your question. Fake sugar. I'll tell you about the sweetener, but tell me what you're going to say about chocolate those. too. I love those until I found out they were made with fake sugar, and I went, "Yeah." So <laughs> there's a big difference in sweeteners. Yeah. So let's you talk have about that. you have the no calorie sweeteners. You have your artificial which don't exist in nature. They are chemically created. They, there's not, that compound does not exist in nature. And that's our pink, our blue, our yellow. Then you have what is derived, um, Swerve, which is the sweetener that's used in our um, cookbook, is derived from natural plant-based sources. So there's, um, the sweetener is actually called, the extracted from plant sources is called erythritol. Is it licorice, the licorice root or something? Um, it may be some from there, but it's all a, a variety of types of fruits and vegetables that it can be. So it is erythritol, which is extracted from, it's a, derived from the fruits and vegetables, and then a type of fiber added to it to give that bulk. And so it is not something that is chemically created. It's not synthetic, and it has zero glycemic effect, which means it doesn't affect our blood sugar insulin. Um, and but it doesn't have any of our negatives of aspartame, sucralose, or saccharin. So I don't like those three, the artificials. Um, but when I look at a natural, plant-based, no-calorie sweetener, I'm 100% comfortable with it. And I see those in two very different buckets. One thing that I'll make sure is we can say 
natural plant-based sweetener and that can also mean agave and all these other you know uh, still high sugar products they're all high sugar but is agave natural at least well it's natural and it's plant-based but it's just like sugar i don't love agave at all so something like swerve and there's other products i love swerve because they're based out of here in new orleans but on on shelves you may see something like a uh, swerve or truvia purvia and these are all blends of these natural plant-based extracts that are sweet and there's compounds in them that are like really really sweet and then other components of it that are less sweet but bulky and those merge together kind of give the texture like more like sugar the benefit of swerve is that it measures cup for cup like sugar so you get the the bulk and the functionality too it caramelizes and stuff like that so um, while I would agree with you if the if it's talking about the pink the blue the yellow I don't feel that way on the natural plant-based no calorie sweeteners like this these get the green light um, for me um when I what were you going to say about chocolate? You were saying that. I love chocolate in all <laughs> forms. You know, but, oh, you know what I, I do? I, I found something out which is so depressing. I, I discovered 100% chocolate. And I didn't think there was anything in it. Just like, I mean, 100% of something means that it's just that, right? So it's 100% chocolate. I just stumbled onto it. I, it, was in, it was in London. I brought it back. And I, um, I, I tried it, and I tried melting it, and it was it didn't do well. And then I have I have the largest stash of chocolate of any human alive. I'm convinced of this, um, and and it's from all over the place, and it's always like a 72 percent or higher because I just don't do the other stuff. So I mistakenly made hot chocolate, which, if it gets cold, that's what I'm going to have for breakfast. Um, and I, I made it, and I thought, well, you know, this doesn't taste very sweet. This, this tastes kind of funny. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, it's the 100% stuff. But it makes a really great hot chocolate. And now I don't, I don't do hot chocolate in the other way, so I don't know what I'm going to do with the other pounds of stuff that I have. But this was good. I loved your... your the, the recipe that she's talking about, we had the cookbook open to this page. It basically looks like your old-school Reese's peanut butter cups, but it is yeah. a salted dark chocolate peanut butter or almond butter cup. I make these weekly because we can't <laughs> keep them in our house. And the ingredients uh-huh. are really simple. It's um, cocoa powder, coconut oil, swerve, make sure chocolate coating. And then you put that in the freezer, let it harden just that little layer while you're mixing the, the inside, which is almond butter, peanut butter, sun butter, whatever you want. And they're really simple to make. But we have, and everyone who comes over to our, over to our house, my husband is like, they're you know, delicious. try these. Yeah, they're they're, they, they were hands down, I think, yeah. the favorite hit from our cookbook launch party. Yeah. Well, i tell you this, though. When I hear the two words, hyphenated, plant-based, that's like, bing, sends off. Because I feel like all of our food is manipulated. All of it is over-processed. I'm sorry. I, I defy you to create a burger that is based on plants to taste like meat. There's something amuck with that. And I, I, I say that if you can't eat like it's got to be natural it's got to be all i would rather eat a pound of lard than um oh that's good for you okay you know a lot of times companies are choosing to use the words plant-based versus vegan because vegan makes it seem like you have to be vegan to eat it you know so someone will say uh brands will say that that it's a plant-based as opposed to putting the label vegan and they're looking at that as a more neutral term than vegan Well, it's my turn this time. (laughs) (laughs) uh, No, there's uh, something that that came up 
uh, years ago now, now that I'm thinking. Now I'm completely wasting my time because I forget. Well, we're almost done anyway. We're almost done. You know, I could talk this stuff for hours. Yeah, I'm sure you could. I I really could. I could Uh, talk hours because I've done a lot of research on it. And, And I don't know if we would agree on everything. And that's okay, because yeah. that's what, nutri- you know, a lot of times our parameters, someone will say, well, you sh-, you know, the word should. You should um, <laughs> be non-GMO or mm-hmm. whatever. What are the restaurants going to be able to follow through with is also what we look at. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, everything in moderation is really a good, but I don't know. I just can't get away from the natural stuff. Molly has just confirmed that she's going to be here Tuesday in Tom's chair. Tom, your chair is being used for diet subjects. Really? I'm sorry. She can maybe sit over there. Mm. We'll let her direct the show from there. Good night, everyone. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Molly, for coming in. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.